What would you do if you received a phone call right before tragedy struck? Would you pick it up or go on about your day? My name is Samantha Ortiz, and this is Sometimes Scary, a podcast where I read stories and we find out if they're truly spooky. Joining me on this chilling adventure is my brother, Arnoldo. What's up, guys? This week's story is Distorted Warning Signals by Ashley Rose. When I got the first one, I was literally seconds away from stepping onto the plane when a call from unknown blared from my cell phone. It was a ringtone I hadn't heard before. One I was pretty sure hadn't come with the phone. Normally I wouldn't have stopped to answer it, but I was expecting a call about a job and had interviewed for the previous week. I took a deep breath in and accepted the call. Hello? Don't get on the plane. A woman's voice, garbled and strange, as if her vocal cords had been shredded, and she was trying desperately to choke out speech. Despite the unnerving, fractured quality of her voice, her tone was insistent and eerily calm. Then the call ended. I froze. I had always had a slight phobia of air travel, and something about this call, just there's no way I was about to get on a seven hour flight now. I turned around and headed towards the food court. I'd just have to get another flight later in the afternoon, I figured. Imagine you get that phone call. What's the first thing you're doing? I'm gonna operate a first class. This called me saying, hey, don't get on that plane unless you operate a first class. That is not what she said. She said, just don't get on the plane. I read between the lines, Samantha. She told me. What'd she even tell you? She didn't say anything. What if you die on that? Then we'll die with class. Dang. I watched from the airport Starbucks three hours later as every TV in the terminal lit up with the crash footage of the plane I should have been on. No survivors, not a single one. I tried to trace the call, so did the police, but there was nothing to trace. There was no evidence my phone had ever received a call around that time. They analyzed phone records, incoming and outgoing communication to my phone, nothing. See, this is a predicament I wouldn't want to be caught in. You know how many unknown calls I get? Way too many. By this logic, I should be dead. But I also think it's logical not to pick up the phone calls. Because if it's unknown, like, you don't know who it is. It's a stranger. Why would you pick up? Maybe you're lonely. You need someone to talk to. You ever get those nights? What? Just lonely, chilling at the house. Do you need help? Do you need a 1-800 hotline? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Anyways, moving on. I wasn't making it up. I couldn't have been. That wasn't the only call. Throughout the years, there were few and far between, but always right, and I always listened. Do not go on that blind date tonight. Five months later, my would-be date was convicted of killing four women, all with my hair color and build. Found them in a shallow grave about 250 feet from the diner he offered to take me to. Do not drive to the concert tonight. 18-wheeler lost control and plowed into a line of cars. Every driver crushed, every driver killed. In the stretch of freeway, I would have been driving down. No matter if I got a new phone, if I moved across the country, the calls would still come. I could almost feel the presence of whatever it was, whatever it is, watching over me. I don't know why this girl tried getting a new phone. Like, this phone is helping her out. I mean, like, hello? 
What you got for me today? For real though, for me, that phone will be my baby. I sleep with it, I take showers with it, it wouldn't leave my side at all. Why would you take a shower with it? Imagine she gives me a call while I'm taking a shower. Don't take a shower, you might slip and fall. While you're already in the shower, you're gonna get that phone call. I jump out. And you'd slip and fall and die. Touche. <laughs> I imagine being at the bottom of the freezing ocean, still trapped into my coat section's plain sea. Or being in that massive grave across from the diner. Or watching an 18-wheeler skid towards my car. Knowing death was imminent, and I'd get this tightness in my chest. I think about how thin that line was, how close I'd gotten. If I hadn't had a job interview I was waiting to hear back from, I'd never have listened to that first call, and that would have been it for me. I've always felt like something was coming for me, but there was always this, this fractured, warped voice with these calls that never seemed to exist after I heard them. Self-destructing warning signals rotting away before my eyes, and I was alive. I had a bad feeling about this cruise. I had planned for it as a girls week out with some of my old friends from college and was looking forward to a week in the tropics in the dead of winter. But part of me could almost sense that the call was coming. Maybe I'd watched Titanic one too many times, but there was a little nagging fear from the start. I hoped it would be fine, but I knew if something was going to happen, I'd get a call. I'd know. Man, this girl's getting too cocky. I got a feeling. It's like, shut up. I'm period. Oh God, shut the Love. Yo, you for real hating on this girl right now. She didn't do anything. She's trying to live her life, I guess. Now, a week before I'm set to go on the cruise, after stepping into my apartment, after returning from dinner with a friend, I notice my cell has a message from unknown. They've never had to leave me a message before. Haven't checked it all night. Damn it. And I had really wanted to go on that cruise too. Ah, well, not worth whatever horrific fate awaited me in the cold, dark ocean. I click play message and feel my stomach drop as I listen to the voice, sounding horrifically distorted as if it emanates from a throat slashed to ribbons, crackling with more urgency than ever before. I look around my apartment as the voice on the phone repeats the same phrase over and over again. Do not come home after dinner tonight. Do not come home after dinner tonight. Do not come home after dinner tonight. I told you she got too cocky. How's she gonna ghost a ghost? That's what she gets for not checking her messages. I guess I'm not going to that cruise ship. Yeah, right, you dead. <laughs> you dead. She for real said. I haven't checked it all night. Girl, you know it was a ghost trying to help you out. All right, overall, out of five, what do you give that story? I give it a five. You give it a five? Great plan. Out of five? That cockiness was a five out of five. I'd give it a three. Cause I liked the story, but it wasn't like scary or anything. After hearing your opinion, I agree. <laughs> it's a three. <laughs> That's all the time we have for today's episode. I've been your host, Samantha, and this was Sometimes Scary. Tune in next week and see if our next story is scarier than this one. <laughs>